0: you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hey, Ayo, welcome to the Clever Girls No podcast. Hi, Bola. It's
1: so good to meet you. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm a big fan of Clever Girl Finance, so it's a great privilege to be here talking to you today.
0: <laughs> Thank you, and I'm so excited to have you here. We're actually namesakes. My middle name is also Ayo, for sure. <laughs> <So. laughs>
1: that's so good to know.
0: (laughs) So we're going to talk about your story of paying off over $45,000 of your private student loans in one year by doing things like DoorDash and more, right? But before we dive in, I would love for you to tell everyone
1: who you are and what you do. Okay, so my name is Aya. First, thanks for having me here. Sharing my story is something I like to do. I look for every <laughs> opportunity to do that so that I'm able to at least influence someone or help someone out of the debt track so to speak. So um, my name is Ayo. I am a chartered accountant. I've worked in the big four. And presently, I'm a finance controller in one of the oil and gas companies. So uh, I'm basically in the accounting finance function. So that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. Outside of the office hours, I teach financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do this on Instagram as well as i um, having seminars with friends and organizations that are open to having such talks. So, yes, that's a brief description of what I do at the moment. <laughs>
0: Thanks for sharing that. So let's talk about your story, because you just mentioned that you are a chartered accountant right. and you migrated to the U.S., started your master's degree. So that's an advanced degree right. and you made what you called your first major money mistake. Right. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Okay. So before I migrated to the US, I had a federal government scholarship from my own country, which is Nigeria. Yes. So during the time there was a change in government, right? And there was also what we had issues with exchange rates. So things kind of The currency
0: exchange rate, right? The value of the money, yeah. Okay. Right,
1: so this kind of moved very fast from what we used to know of $1 to 150 naira to going almost $1 to 300 naira. So I was banking on the scholarship to be able to fund my education, right? And my master's degree in the US. So I left Nigeria and I headed to the US. But what I did not know was because there was a change in government, things were messed up and the scholarship did not go through. And because I did not plan, prior to that time, I already saved my money in Naira. I was planning for an education in the U.S., which I should have considered that the decision was going to be in the U.S. dollars, and I should have saved my money in that currency. So the first mistake I made was in proper planning, in that I kept on saving my money in the local currency instead of saving a more stable currency, which is the U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, I also completely banked on this scholarship, which did not come true, and then I was left by myself. I can remember very clearly on the flight from Nigeria to the U.S., I was literally crying because I was like, gosh, how am I going to survive? How am I going to pay this tuition? And to wow. make matters worse, I was going to a private school. So which means that the tuition was going to be way higher than it should have been if it was a community college or something in that line, like or stayed, yes. right State College. So that was my first money mistake, not properly planning for future expenses as big as a college tuition and then saving in a local currency rather than saving in a more stable currency.
0: And those are big deals. And for those of you listening, uh, just to give you some context around the currency, because this is something I experienced, um, you know, you guys are familiar with my story. My mom supported me through college. And one of the biggest question marks was currency exchange, right? My parents were working the time in Naira, similar to you, Io, And the Naira fluctuates because of an unstable economy. And it's a lot of money to get. right? And that makes a big deal because as currency is fluctuating, people's incomes and salaries in Nigeria and everywhere else is not changing, right? So if you are coming to the US for school from Europe or from the UK, you know, it's less of a worry. But when you're coming from a country that has a unstable economy and also the currency value is much less than the US, it's very, very expensive. So I can definitely relate to that. And that's crazy that your scholarship got canceled. But then you had this admission to this school, right? And just additional context for folks listening, because I bet somebody's asking, well, why didn't you just switch school and go to another school, a cheaper school? But when you get your student visa, when you are you get that first opportunity to come to school here, your visa is tied to the school that you got accepted to.
1: <laughs> right, I know, just <laughs> You can't just, right? you can't just switch option. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can transfer later, but you can't just say, you know what, I have a visa for this school, but you know what, I'm just going to change this school. As yeah. so as it, it doesn't work like that. So <laughs> So while you
1: were actually crying on the plane. Yes, because I was very clueless, right? I was like, gosh, how am I going to pay this very huge tuition fees? That just tuition, right? So we still have living expenses and yes. all of that, right? So, how is it going to work? And I mean, that was my first time even leaving my own country to even start with. So, all that culture shock that I was going to experience, leaving yeah. my family back home and all of that. So, it was a lot for me at the time.
0: And also, like you said, you know, if you had realized you would have opened a foreign currency savings account and started saving mm-hmm. money there so that you could have kept the value of your money that you were saving as opposed to dealing with the fluctuation? Because you mentioned a $1 dollar being 150. I think now, what is $1 to 1 naira? It's
1: almost 600 naira.
0: 600, so $1 is 600 naira. And right. a couple years ago, $1 was 150 naira. 15 naira, yeah. And people's salaries have not increased with the same it's- way the currency has <laughs> fluctuated. Yeah. <so. laughs> That, that's just a, a different topic on its own. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so you come here, you start school, and you mentioned taking on forty five thousand dollars of student loans, right, to get through that program. So, you were able to get those loans. You were able to complete your college degree. You graduated. You're a chartered accountant. You have a great right. job. You're likely earning a really good salary. What was the turning point that made you say, you know what, I really need to pay off this forty five thousand dollars? right this instant? Like, you know, you could have easily said, you know what, I have a great job. I can spread this out over the next 10 years. Why did you want to become debt-free?
1: Okay. So I think it was a couple of things like happening together. The first part was the fact that I did not like the entire idea of paying debt for so long now. So that included me because I have like, a picture of what I want to do over the years, right? And I know that being in debt, actually that kind of debt that is not safe for business or what we call good debt, it wasn't exactly part of my plan. So I did not see myself paying that debt for over 10 years. Even when I went into when I took out the loan, right? I had the option of making, like you said, 10 years or 15 years, but I decided that I was going to make it five years. And then when I started paying it off, I ran the numbers again, being a chartered accountant. I mean, I have a background knowledge of interest and your principal and how that works. And I realized that if I made the time, the tenure of the loan longer, then it wouldn't favor me in terms of the money that I, how much I would eventually pay on the interest. So I'd say much more. Yeah, I'm going to pay much more. So I decided... Five years wasn't even going to cut it for me, right? Let me just do one year. Now, that was a very big decision because <laughs> I had to literally cut out everything. But like some days I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I think I'm going to stick to my five years and then I'll just take myself out or go and splodge or something. And then I'll feel bad and come back. I'm like, no, no, you need to stick to, to your plan and pay this thing off. So I think it was a combination of being very determined and knowing fully well what I wanted for myself. The fact that I did not want to, I'm to this loan um, for a long period of time. So I guess that was the most important factor that helped me stay on course.
0: And if you don't mind sharing, what was that $45,000 in relation to your first starting salary when you first graduated?
1: Okay, so when I first graduated, right, I kept on applying to jobs and none was forthcoming, right? So I eventually did DoorDash. So it was via DoorDash that I paid most of this. I think by the time I stopped the DoorDash delivery, I had just about 10000 left. And the 10000 I think I paid it at once because it was a part of my sign-on bonus for my job, right?
0: So wait a minute. So you had not found a full-time job when you decided that you were going to pay off this $45,000. No,
1: no. And so
0: instead you decided that you're going to focus on working <laughs> DoorDash, which is a yes. food delivery service. And doing that, until you got your first job, allowed you to pay off $35,000. Yes. Listen, can we just pause and go mm-hmm. over that again? You are a chartered accountant with a master's degree and you were so motivated to pay off your debt that you decided to take a food delivery job to pay off your debt, even though you did not have a full-time job lined up and you were able to use that food delivery job that really does not require any qualifications other than you know how to drive.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. To
0: pay off $35,000. I have to commend you on that because (laughs) most people will not do it. And this is something that I talk about often, right? Maybe it's, Just knowing where you come from in Nigeria, we have Mm -hmm. similar backgrounds and very similar to my mom's story. My mom is a two times master's degree holder. When she migrated here, she was working as a babysitter to make money and she did not care. She did Mm -hmm. not care. the the, (laughs) The dollar you're making is much more valuable than the Naira you were earning back then, right? If a babysitter's job, a DoorDash Delivery service job can earn more than a full-time executive Mm -hmm. in Nigeria, depending on where you're working. And I remember when I first graduated from college, similar to you, I was looking for a job. I didn't get one right away and I got a job in (laughs) CVS. Work. At the photo wow. department, <laughs> making minimum wage, and my friends would tell me, "Are you crazy, girl? You have a bachelor's <laughs> degree in computer science. You're working at CVS. <laughs> I'm like, I need money now. Okay, and money is money is money is money. And like you said, there's no shame in the it's game. So, no wow, I wanted to pause and just really commend you because this is number one, stepping way out of your comfort zone. Number yes. two, doing what you need to do to accomplish a goal. And it right. just shows how bad you wanted it and how dedicated you were. So let's talk about that experience of DoorDash, right? And right. using it to pay off your debt. Like what was your day-to-day like? How did you feel knowing oh that God. you had a master's degree and you were doing food delivery? What did you say to your friends? Just tell <laughs> us about the whole experience.
1: I mean, it was a very new experience, right? Because Back home, I worked in the big four, right? So it's a the bit big, of a transition. Four, you worked
0: yes. in big four uh, chartered accounting firms. Right, right. So like so Ernst & Young, them, yes. the yes, PricewaterhouseCoopers. Yes. Yes, these are exactly. big, multi-million dollar <laughs> corporations. You were, yeah, okay, keep going. <laughs>
1: so I mean, now thinking when I finished college, right, or when I finished my master's degree, I was like, okay, what options do I really have when the jobs were not forthcoming? Now, you know how it is, right? As an international student, and you're applying, once you click on apply and you say do you need sponsorship, it, it literally, it looks like it's an automated system that just sends you the rejection. Client, yeah. Right. So I was tired. I was frustrated. But one thing about me is once I know what I want, right, I literally go for it. And then I think this should be at the back of mind of anyone who wants to make progress in their financial journey. Right. So back to my story. So I decided that, okay, the that was available. I mean, like you said, I just need to be able to drive. So why not? And then my day today was I would wake up at 7 a.m. because you needed to start early. I had a target, a weekly target that I had to meet. And then that required that I start early and then I. Got back home very late, like 10 p.m. And once I got back, I'm back to my computer to start applying to more jobs and more jobs and more jobs. So it was really stressful. And then during the summer period, I mean, with the way the weather is in Houston, it's really hot and humid. So it was a struggle. And sometimes I'm like, ah, gosh, this Uh is so stressful. This is not what I thought. America was a land of opportunities. <laughs> Why am I suffering? <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Hmm. But I think I just continued because I knew, okay, the money or whatever I made from here, it was supposed to be used for a good cause. So I literally kept pushing on. And then for the fact that when my friends ask me, right, like, what am I doing? I just tell them, oh, I'm driving. I'm driving. <laughs> Every time they call me, they're like, oh, where are you driving? driving, always, to driving. <laughs> I'm always driving. And I'm like, Just let me drive. I mean, at that time, it was hard to talk about it, right? Because I I showed it to my friends back home because they're still... In the you big left four. your big four my big four hour work to come and be
0: to come and be a food delivery. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind?
1: So it was always there, like you're always driving. I'm like, okay, so I'm just running errands. I'm just running errands. It was a shame to talk about it at that point mm. in time, right? But now I can openly speak about it because it's a struggle that we should not be ashamed of, right? Some people get into debt yes. for even the most mundane reasons, not you even appearances. Exactly. So I think it's Something not to be ashamed of, to be able to talk about it and then encourage someone or help someone else. Because you've been opening up to it or your podcast, for example, is also a good avenue for people to learn and know that you're not alone, right? You can be in debt Mm -hmm. today, but once you're fixed on getting out of it and you do all you can within your power to be able to get the funds necessary to settle or to pay off your debt, then it's a good thing to do, right?
0: Wow. So you were living in Houston, Texas, right. doing DoorDash, waking up early in the morning to late at night, 10 p.m., driving all over town, doing food deliveries. Right. I'm assuming that this job also helps you pay whatever rent you had to pay on other expenses, like your living expenses. And then- right. So were you basically funneling every single penny outside of your core expenses to your student loan or were you trying to save as well? How were you managing yeah. the income you were getting from DoorDash and how much were they paying you anyway?
1: <laughs> so I think it was the way it is, right, you know, because it depends. If it's peak season in November, for example, Thanksgiving period, you have a lot of tips and those tips oh, are very tips. well appreciated, right? Okay. <laughs> so it's... sometimes in a week you can make as much as 3000 Wow! Yes, actually, that's a that's full-time cash. salary. I know, right? So, <laughs> some weeks you can make as much as three thousand. Sometimes three five. Sometimes two five. maybe during the winter period, yeah. So I was channeling everything, and I mean everything, to my debt pay, pay off. I wasn't even buying like extra things for myself, like just go splurge, except on some days when I'm kind of frustrated. But ideally, I was just channeling everything towards the debt field. So I wasn't saving or investing. And I know that's a different topic, right? On In the finance community where we said, should we save and invest while you're paying off debt? I guess that question is for people to do the math. And then I think there's a psychological aspect to it as well.
0: I think it's a very common question people ask. It's Mm -hmm. possible to save and invest, but you had a really short timeline, right? And you were ready to get this debt out of your life as quickly as possible. And you're funneling every single thing. Mm -hmm. Then you focus on paying off your debt and now you are focused on investing and that's fine. But like you said, you do the math, you make sure it makes Mm -hmm. sense. You make sure it works out and you figure out what are you willing to do? What Mm -hmm. sacrifices are you willing to make? There are some people that just... Feel like I have to save at least a small thing. So in my head, I know right. I'm saving while I'm paying right. off my debt. What works for you, right? But the goal with saving versus investing, or saving versus paying off debt, or saving and investing and paying off it at the same time, is really getting clear on your objective. If right. you're going to sacrifice savings so that you can focus solely on paying off your debt, then like you did, you want to put every penny towards paying off that debt so that you can really be, you can really attain that goal and. Mm know that the sacrifice you're making to pay off this debt is short-term because you want to then go and catch up with your savings. If you know that, okay, you want to save and invest and pay off debt at the same time, you want to make sure that you set up a plan where, you know, you are saving and investing, but you still have that aggressive focus on paying down your debt, depending on how bad you want to become debt-free. And mm-hmm. for you, again, like I said, it was a short period of time, right? So right. in that short period of time, Sure. Sacrifice the savings so you can get out of debt because you can very easily now, which I'm sure you're doing, catch up Mm -hmm. on that savings because you have no debt to pay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so incredible. I didn't realize DoorDash... Paid that much, maybe oh, yeah, in my car, <laughs> to get a part time job.
1: Yeah. They do. It's just That's very so stressful, cool. right? It's it, driving around
0: town. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer that there are many ways to make money. Mm-hmm. People will look at you and say, oh, she's a food delivery person, right? From their office <laughs> desk. But you're making $3,000 a week I and know. they're at their office making $3,000 a whole month, a month, right? But they're judging you because you're a food delivery person and they're in the office with their master's degree. There's, so if you're listening, listen, there's no shame in doing what you need to do to make the money to achieve your goals, right? As Mm -hmm. long as it is legal, as long as you're not hurting anybody, as long as, you know, you are okay doing this thing to get the money to pay off your bills. Right. There's no shame. There's no shame. shame, There's There's no shame shame working in (laughs) CVS. There's no shame doing DoorDash. There's no shame doing Grubhub or Instacart delivery. No shame at all. Honestly, you know, like whoever is thinking that there's no status, like Money doesn't care about status. Right? Yeah. Your debt doesn't care about your status. It just wants to get paid. <laughs> your bank account doesn't care about your status. It just wants money in it. So you paid off $35,000 with DoorDash and then you had $10,000 yeah. left and then you right. get your dream job and then you mm-hmm. start investing aggressively. Aggressively. You start, <laughs> start sharing tell you start sharing your story so now that you're in this space where you are aggressively investing and saving Tell us more about that approach and why you're choosing this aggressive approach. Because you also mentioned that you are on a FIRE, financial independence, retire early journey. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So I guess it's a case of trying to catch up, right? Because, I mean, I've missed out years where I saved a little for tuition and then took out debt. So right now, all I'm trying to do is catch up on that. Right. And then I have a target to say. Okay, at this particular age. Now, I don't have a retirement age in in my Mm -hmm. head, so to speak. But I know that I do not want to work up until when I'm 65. Mm -hmm. So at any point in time. So the entire goal for me, right, in this FIRE journey is the work optionality. The ability to be able to decide that, okay, today I don't want to work again. I have enough saved or stashed away in my retirement account or in brokerage account. Invested for me to be able to take time off work. And probably come back, depending on whenever I decide to do that, or just take time off work and also focus on other things outside of work, right? We have family, we have things for pleasure and Mm -hmm. all of the plans for life, right? So that's my major motivation for being on this fire journey. So, of course, I've done the whole matter of, okay, what is my yearly expense and then multiplied it by 25, the basic rule. And that is what I'm working towards, right? To so have saved and invested in all the accounts that I probably have. So that's the major motivation, yeah.
0: And how are you currently investing your money? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Okay, yes. So <laughs> I don't mind. All right. So I, of course, I will have the retirement account. And that is standard for 1K, depending on where you are in the world. And then... I also have the brokerage, taxable brokerage account, which Mm -hmm. is made up of a lot of things, right? So I have index funds. I have Mm -hmm. um, individual stocks. And then recently I started with cryptos, right? So (laughs) that's something. (laughs) And aside from that, also venturing into some other side businesses, which hopefully would be very profitable. And that's something that I'm really looking into as well right now. I love it. And these are all
0: avenues to build wealth, right? Building wealth. Through investing, building wealth through other interesting, investing in the stock market, other interesting investment avenues like cryptocurrency, which is more volatile, but you want to have those stable investments in place like you do have with your stock market investments and then building wealth through business. You know, when you look at the truly wealthy, they have a variety of all these different investments mm-hmm. in place, right? Multiple streams, multiple forms of investment, multiple streams of income. So right. That's very smart, and I wish you tons of success on me too. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Work you. optionality, I love that work optionality. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, there's nothing like the freedom to set your own schedule and decide when you want to work, be your own boss. And yeah, there's some people who that's not something they prioritize. My husband says he's gonna work until forever <laughs> he <knows he's laughs> so much he's gonna work on work i'm like good for you yes, like, guess what i'm gonna do i'm <laughs> gonna have work optionality i love that
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i really look forward to that right to be able to travel the world do as you wish i mean without caring that's something mm-hmm.
0: so what advice would you give to anyone listening to this that's looking for encouragement they have a ton of debt they haven't gotten their dream job they're trying to just figure out how to tackle this, how to pay off the debt, how to save. You live through this through Mm -hmm. getting an expensive education, but not getting your job, your job for several, almost a year, but then figuring out how to make it work and doing DoorDash, right? Mm -hmm. Not glamorous, but given your experience, what advice, what encouragement would you give someone listening who is where you were when you first graduated with $45,000 in student debt and no job and no way to pay?
1: So I think the first thing I would tell anybody is the fact that recognize the season you're in, right? If it's time for you to pay off the debt or just firstly acknowledge what the problem that is at hand, right? And then also be open to options that are around you. There's always something around you. So do not care about what others will say or how you will be perceived or whatever anybody has to say, just focus on you and what you want to achieve. And also, I think it's important to start from where you are, right? You might not have that door dash that has, is paying maybe 2000 per month or 3000 per month. It might even be $10 job, but being able to prioritize and say, okay, what are my needs, right? What can't I do without? Once you have that cleared out, then you can now decide the rest is what I'm going to apportion to this. And then don't overwork yourself, right? Because sometimes this pay payoff journey can be very frustrating and lonely. So if you are all focused on paying off the debt, you can completely also miss out on other parts of life. And then you become, it feels like you're living to pay off debt, which is something mm-hmm. you don't want to get into. You really don't want to have that being that position or that yeah. state of mind, right? right? So it's important for you to also bring in a bit of balance. Also, it's important to have people around you who will cheer you on because one thing I didn't mention is all through this period, my family was very supportive, at least in a very little way to be able to encourage me. And then so have your tribe, the people, your community, whoever you want to have around you to be able to support you, encourage you to stay focused while on the journey. And like I said, whatever Thing. It might even involve you upscaling, right? Whatever it is that demands of you for the phase you want to get into, which is debt payoff or whatever the goal is, right? Put in the work, put in the effort, search, research, look for the options around you and then do what you have to do, right? At the end of the day, when you're done with your debt payoff journey, the story is a good one for you to share and encourage others around you. So put in the work, really. <laughs> And I'm sure that, that it would definitely tear off. Trust me.
0: <laughs> I love that. And I'm, I'm so glad your family was supportive. Yeah. I mean, that's so incredible. Not a lot of families are supportive. And, you know, a lot of times when you think about our culture as Nigerians, yeah. for me personally, I have a couple of aunties that I will call. Like, if I was in your shoes, I may have called yeah. and said, oh, auntie, so-and-so, you know, I, I haven't gotten a job and I just graduated. So I'm doing DoorDash. And I know for sure the response will be DoorDash. You're doing DoorDash. Of you to got to find a husband so you can marry. You're doing DoorDash. <laughs> What's to that loan? <love?
1: laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Animated people. <laughs> so that that
0: family support, and not everybody has the family support, mm-hmm. but if you don't have it, then keep your goals to yourself. Keep what you're to yourself, doing to yourself, yes. right? You know, you get to the point where you pay off that debt. You paid off your $45,000. And people will mm-hmm. say, oh, my God, girl, how did you do it? What how were you do doing? It? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I thought you were always driving. What were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, support is necessary. And I love what you said. Recognize the season that you are in. Life is not a bed of roses. It's hard, and sometimes we have to do the uncomfortable things. Like I remember that CVS job, and I remember I did not have a car, and it was a twenty-minute walk from. My mom's house to the CVS, and it was as hot as hell that summer. Oh my. <laughs> and I would walk the twenty minutes. I would get there, stand up for eight hours because there's nowhere for you to sit. Deal with wow. nasty, nasty customers. Cool. <laughs> in, walk all the way back home, sweating. And I'm like, I have a bachelor's degree. Like
1: I know, right? I'm oh, I working
0: for six dollars <laughs> and twenty-five cents. But I wanted the money. I wanted to save. I wanted to just. I knew what it took for me to be sent to college. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew where I was coming from. I know my Mm -hmm. family background. Like I couldn't just sit on the couch and wait for the job to find me. So that's great advice. Mm -hmm. Recognize the season you're in. It's temporary. If you commit to getting uncomfortable and doing what you need to do, it can be less temporary. It can be shorter. That season can be Mm -hmm. shorter, much Mm -hmm. shorter, right? You don't need to take 10 years. Like you decided you didn't need to take 10 years to pay off the debt. You wanted to do it in 12 months. And that's what you did. Right. So amazing. Congratulations. That is, I commend you. And, you know, you have to come back and tell us about your reaching your seven figure net worth. <sighs> <story. laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I'd love for you to tell everybody, what is your clever girl superpower?
1: Hmm, A clever girl superpower. I think it's being determined and going for it. Right. And this Beyond this debt payoff journey, it's it has happened on several cases in my life where I'm kind of stuck and I'm like, okay, is it possible to really move forward? And but because of the determination I have, right, I always go for it and I get to the end of it, right? So that is my girl. Clever girl superpower.
0: That is definitely your superpower like you know but <laughs> you are determined to get this done and you did it so very yes. very amazing mm-hmm. and finally please tell everyone how to keep in touch with you how to learn more some people might have questions about your story please share all the details and we will also link that information in the show notes
1: all right all right so i share my personal journey as well as financial literacy or financial education on instagram at my finance center So that's my finance center on Instagram. That's where I do most of the work of spreading the gospel, just like you're doing. (laughs) uh, I mean, you're my mentor in this. You didn't know before now, but now you know. Um, I really appreciate what you do, right? I think my first. The first page I came across on Instagram for personal finance was actually your page, right? Wow. And I've been stuck on Clever Gear Finance since. So um, thank you so for what you do. are so grateful for
0: you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah, you can find me at my finance center on Instagram and of course on LinkedIn with my personal name, Ayolua. So yeah, those are the two platforms that I am presently on.
0: Awesome. And you'll be able to find, if you're listening, you'll be able to find the links for my finance center and IOS LinkedIn in the show notes when you listen to this episode. So thank you so much, Aya. I appreciate you for being here and congratulations on your success. And I wish you tons of success on your future journey.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bola.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.